that metal interview. from differences and you're listening to that metal interview podcast and we have a melodic hardcore band from south california by the name of differences and we have guitarist gene ramirez of the band chatting about his personal life uh, some personal music and a personal song and their new album that they're promoting the family portrait it's not the family ghost like king diamond this is the family portrait and right now let's check out their new song animate you can find it on youtube and other streaming services so check it out this is a band called differences animate we'll be right back melodic hardcore fanatics that is right up your alley it is metal for sure i like it i'm digging it and we have gene chatting with us about the song and other songs on the family portrait a brand new album that came out in august and you guys have complete access to it right now so check it out download it stream it and of course swing by their socials and website 
and support them by purchasing merchandise, of course, right? So go ahead and do that and support Gene and the band. So let's go straight into the interview with Gene of Differences. Check it out. So what part of the planet are you at? I am in California, uh, Long Beach. So let's uh, speak of your new album. It just barely dropped a couple of days ago, right? The Family Portrait. Yeah, yeah. On Dreamfound. Yeah, the Family Portrait just dropped on Saturday. Talk so to us about the record. Real stoked on it. Um, so we've spent the last five years writing this album um, and gone through many phases of rewriting uh, with it, but it's been such a fun uh, process to get through it. Um, I wanted to write something that sounded like the stuff that I grew up listening to when I was younger. So I tried my best to emulate that kind of sound and make those kind of choices uh, musically to make it sound like stuff that I grew up listening to, um, like post-hardcore stuff like Thursday or Escape the Faith or uh, bands of that caliber. Just stuff that I found fun when I first started listening to this kind of music. Um, and <clears throat> just tried to have the most fun that we could while writing about stuff that's not very fun. Um, but yeah. Very cool. So uh, are you the one that comes up with the riffs or the lyrics or who is the person here that... Uh... Yeah, so so most of the time it's between me and uh, my drummer, Nicholas, actually. He, he, he is a savant of music. He's a good guitar player. He's a great bass player. He's a great drummer. He's a great singer. Um, so some of the times he would write like a riff and then I would kind of finish the song and then vice versa also sometimes I'd write a riff and finish the song and <clears throat> usually what ends up happening is whoever wrote the song will write the lyrics for most part um, but the way that I write I kind of have an idea of what I want the song to be about before I start writing the song like musically um, so sometimes I have lyrics written out for a song that hasn't been written yet and then uh, we just kind of piece it together as we go along and I feel like that feels the most organic way is like having a predisposed idea of what the music is supposed to say before it's written, I guess. Okay. Um, but I, I think I think that is the best way that, that we've been able to write music um, the last few years. So you mentioned five years in the making. Uh, why is that? Is it because of the pandemic or is it just different reasons? Um, yeah, so we had like a... a a lot of turnover in the last five years like we used to have two different guitar players and i used to play bass um for a long time and then it just got to a point where like both of our guitar players had left the band and we were just kind of like it was just me shanza and nicholas in the band and we we're like yo how are we going to do this like do we want to continue the band and i was like i this is all i want to do yeah. so i um i started i picked up guitar because i i had already pl been playing guitar you know, prior to even playing guitar in this band. So I was like, I'm, I'm down to pick up guitar and like write music if that's what it takes. And so for a long time, we were, it was just the three of us. And then uh, BJ just kind of accidentally waltzed into uh, the room one day. And we we're like, dude, wait, do you want to play bass with this? And so a little backstory about BJ. He used to play in this band called The Giver down here in Southern California. And, um, <clears throat> he was an amazing guitar player, like truly ahead of his time. Uh, but his band broke up. And so he had been out of the music scene for a little while. And then we had just kind of asked him like if, if he wanted to fill in. And I think 
we played one show with him and he was like i want to be in this band like this this is fun to me and so i guess just getting acclimated with like all of our different members and like all these moving parts was hard to like pin down and really sit down and write music that we cared about because a lot of the music that we had written out was just like riffs and you know just music for being music but not really saying anything and so we had to figure out what was it that we wanted to say with the music you know yeah and so i think that's the part that took us so long to figure out is like hey we obviously like playing music and we want to you know write and stuff but what are we trying to say the message yeah 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 i gotcha yeah the message is very important uh the song of course uh the melody whatever the riffs yeah that's very cool i saw an interview with uh alice cooper couple years ago where a couple years ago he said he talked to this band and i think they had some type of a a uniform on or some type of a you know like slipknot kind of you know and uh it wasn't slipknot though and he told them okay cool i like your alice cooper said i like your your wardrobe it's cool so where's your song where's your message let me hear your your so in other words that's very important too you know it's not just about putting on a, a mechanic uniform or or putting on a hat like ghost or whatever there you go the meaning of the song the lyrics right yeah i mean i think people have this like indescribable kind of quality to them where they can see if someone's passionate about something without ever having talked to them about it you know like we get up on stage and we're playing our songs and i'm like destroying my body and sean's is like flailing his you know like limbs around and stuff and it's like hard to imagine that we don't care about this music when you see us play it and so we wanted to figure out a way also like when we're writing music to convey that kind of feeling through that yeah yeah i've seen you guys on youtube it's pretty cool you guys have a cool show thanks man yeah thank you man so why the title the family portrait um so the family portrait uh kind of came to me like i i didn't really pick the uh the album title it just kind of dawned on me one day so <clears throat> if you look at our artwork we have uh it's like a collage of different size polaroids and stuff and and it's photos of all my friends that i've been harboring for the last five years i also tour as a photographer and a a merch guy with other bands and stuff so anytime i see my friends i would take a polaroid of them and and i had this like giant cup of like maybe 100 or 200 different polaroids from over the years and i was trying to think of something that would be cool to do with it to include everybody uh and so I, i started setting them up on the floor and i was taking pictures of them and i was like yeah this is like the family portrait is like all of my friends and my family that have been around for such a long time. Like I want to include them in the projects and show them, you know, give them love like that they deserve. Like I wrote this album about the loss to my mom when I was 10. And so I also grew up an orphan, so I didn't have much family. Like my friends became my family and my friends are the family portrait in this sense, you know? Yeah. Very cool. Uh, when I first saw your album title, I thought of King Diamond. Have you heard of King Diamond? Yeah, yeah, I know King Diamond. Yeah, he has an EP, I believe, called The Portrait. And then he has a, a song called The Family Ghost. So that that's just random information there. <laughs> it, yeah. I, I thought of uh, I like King that. Diamond. Yeah, The Family Portrait, yeah. So what's behind the name Differences, uh, the band name? Uh, and who came up with that name? Sure. Um, so we used to be a different band called The Difference for a long time. And we started, uh, like when I joined the band, I'd, I'd brought up, like I'd wanted to change the name uh, to something less, I don't know, like just something different, you know. Um, but basically Differences is about just like finding 
all the differences in yourself and like even at our band like we're all completely different people but we still find something to have common ground in and relate to people on a almost molecular level like we put out the album and i had so many people walk up to me and tell me about like the loss of their parent and the you know saying that it's like been really hard for them and <clears throat> for this whole time i thought i was alone and not having a parent <laughs> and come to find out like so many of my friends have been missing their parents and stuff like and we're all completely different people like we don't see eye to eye on every single thing but we can find common ground in a lot of the, the same kinds of things especially music is like such a universal language so uh differences was just supposed to be about embracing that you're different from everyone else around you but still being able to find common ground with the people around you nice so i saw the video for music video for journalist who wrote this yeah. song talk to us about this jam pretty cool jam yeah so uh nicholas had actually written like uh the bulk part of that uh like first verse um but as soon as i heard it like i was like i know where the song is supposed to go and like so nick handed off the song to me and then i wrote the rest of the song and it was awesome like just feeling it out and, and writing it and as i'm like writing my guitar parts for the song i was like dude i, I think i know like what i want this to be about and so um, there's like a spoken word verse in that song that I do. And it talks about how my mom kind of like lost herself. Like, you know, she's on her her deathbed and she's just waiting like for the clock to run out. And I saw her like stare at these pictures of Jesus that were on the ceiling. Like these are all real things that happened. Um, so she spoke to that picture of Jesus like that was her friend that she had known for so long and she was just absolutely ready to like make it to that next level and i watched her forget who i am you know and forget where she was and just kind of like lose her mind um but you know journalist was about my perspective as a child like not knowing how to deal with that and really the only thing that ever worked for me was writing and I, it took me 18 years to figure that out. Like, I should just keep writing stuff about this. Um, and it's been a hard process, but, but like all of the stuff that has come from being able to write music like this has been so awesome and so eye-opening to uh, to see other people also relate to it. Wow, so my condolences. So this is a, a true story on your part. Yeah, this is, this is all stuff that really happened to me when I was younger, so. Oh, wow, that's heavy. Wow, my condolences. Um, yeah, Thank it's, you, man. It's I appreciate it. Awesome jam for sure as well. I noticed all 11 tracks are one word titles or a number. What's the meaning behind that? Um, so I think, I, I don't think we intended it for to be one word titles. It just kind of ended up being there. Really? Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know what the plan with that was. I, I actually just barely noticed that now that you're saying it. Um, <laughs> But, um, I mean, the numbers and stuff, like, like Day Zero is just talking about, like, starting over again and again, and there's no, like, there's no, um, there's no set amount of times that you can restart whatever processes that you're going through, you know, like, like the grieving process, like, it's hard, and you might be good for years and years, and then it might just hit you, and you have to start over, like, from Day Zero, like, it, that's okay, and, you know, uh, 62 is, like, a number that I see like pretty frequently and i'm not superstitious but i'm a little stitious and so like i i i like to believe that that's my mom watching over me like anytime i see the number 62 around 
Um, and then the last track on the song is called Rem, uh, which <clears throat> is uh, like a, a science term or whatever. I forget what it is, but but also to me it means uh, rest eternally, mother, which is like the last thing that I say on that song. So, oh wow, very cool uh, background there. Very interesting. Thank you, man. So about you. yourself a little bit. Uh, how old were you when you started? When you first met a guitar or the music? When you ran into music, were yeah. you a, a kid or? Um, yeah, so I think I remember getting like a Linkin Park CD and I think a Slipknot CD when I was younger. Cool. But I didn't really know that you could start a band, you know, like that was very foreign to me. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was when I was in high school that I had this friend who was not really that good of a person. Uh, and he <laughs> used to steal instruments from people <laughs> and then sell them. Uh, and I, I just like, that week I just happened to have $50 and he's like, yo, I'll sell you a bass for 50 bucks. And I was like, sure, whatever. I don't <laughs> know where you got it from and I don't really care, but that's just the kind of environment that we grew up in. It's like dog eat dog, you know? And so I bought the space. I think I was like 13 and I, I didn't play it for so long. I was like, I don't know how to play. Like nobody will teach me. And then one day I was just like, if no one's going to teach me, I'm just going to have to do this, you know? And so I started playing, and then I, I realized that you could start a band. Like, it dawned on me. Like, I could ask my friends to be in a band. And so we started playing in, like, really awful bands. I think when I was in my, like, junior, senior years, when I started to get more serious about, like, being in a band, and we were practicing three times a week, annoying every neighbor that was in the vicinity of my drummer's house, because I used to live in South Central, and so there's not really many practice spots. It was just, like, you have, you have a friend with a yard, like you can practice there yeah and so we would annoy the neighbors and <clears throat> took it so seriously one thing didn't work jumped onto another band that one didn't work and then i finally landed on this band and this band has been the one that's been the most prominent throughout all of my career uh, as a musician whatever um i've just been playing with them for so long like it just feels good and like natural almost wow very cool so here's another different question gene uh do you sure. think do you think bands nowadays can make it out there without a label or do you need a label you think or just with social media it's hard to say like i feel like sometimes labels help out bands in like distribution and stuff but then like there are hard-working bands that i've met that have been able to do incredible things without a label like i tour with this band from florida called prison and they're the best group of dudes in all earth like i love them to death um And they've never had a label, and they've done some pretty amazing things to Oceano and Soulfly and uh, Combi Christ and a bunch of other bands, and like have this level of respect to them, um, and also for doing it without a label. Like it's just been amazing to watch them work. But they're very hungry for it, and they'll do the extra work that they have to do to get on those tours or like be able to call people and ask like where where they should be or what they should be doing. Um, I just think it comes down to sometimes people are just a little lazy and don't want to put in the work and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I, I'm the same way. Like sometimes I don't want to do the work or sometimes I hire a booking agent to book a tour for us. Cause I can't physically call everybody and ask them to, to put on a show for us. Um, but I guess it all just comes down to like your work ethic. Like, are you willing to do the extra hours of work, you know? And I feel like most people aren't. So the cop out to that is to have a label back you and do all of the work for you. There you go. Cool answer. Wow. 
And here's a, a strange question. If you could sure. time travel, where would you go to, past or future, and which year would it be? That is a great question. Um, whoosh, man. I would really love to see, like, I think it's 1984, 85-ish, when hardcore started becoming like a genre of music that you could listen to and like you know post bad brains or whatever um but <clears throat> I, i would love to see the the birth of what would be known as emo or screamo music because it, it's like vastly different from hardcore but still accepted in the hardcore community at that time because it's still a subgenre of music and so i'd love to be a part of that scene and just watch all the bands that came to be or came to be so um inspirational to the bands that came after them like i'm, I'm always so interested in, in like page 99 or, or great um rick what's the name give up your ghost like bands like those that really set the tone for the genre of melodic hardcore or whatever it would be years later you know but i think 1984 would be great great place to start very cool cool year for sure uh so what's okay. next for the band gene what's on your agenda now gigs uh recordings tours whatever Yeah, sure. So we just got off a weekend tour with our friends in Shawshank from San Diego. Um, we had our CD release at Chain, and uh, we're still in the first week area of um, our CD release, so we're just trying to push CD sales as much as possible. Um, we are dropping a music video today, actually, um, so that'll be out. And then I think for the foreseeable future, we're just going to stick to writing, trying to get some more songs out as soon as possible because uh, we want to keep the momentum up so nice very cool for the people listening uh, the family portrait you guys can pick it up you can uh, where can people uh, order it can you give us some links and i'll put them uh, under the sure yeah sounds good uh you can order the family portrait on our website um and you can also listen to it anywhere you can find music online um itunes is still a thing for some reason so you can buy it on there if you use itunes but um yeah So uh, hopefully we'll see you guys in Texas soon or, or maybe uh, uh, people listening in Mexico, South America. Maybe we'll see you guys in the future there, huh? Yes, sir. Estilo Sur para siempre. Awesome. There you go. Thank you, man. Have so, a good one. Awesome. Thank you, Gene. Appreciate uh, yeah, the chat. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Awesome chat. Thank you. Yeah. A very, very interesting conversation. A very badass, badass band from South Cal, as they say, South California, right? So thank you, Gene, for making time. Thank you for swinging by the podcast and promoting your new album the family portrait and it's just some awesome awesome hardcore stuff melodic hardcore that is and thank you for your time and uh, for all the fanatics that like that stuff you can stream it uh, find it on youtube and all music uh, streaming services right so uh, go ahead and do so the name of the band is differences so anyways don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel don't forget to stream our podcast on streaming services uh, share purchase download blah 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 the whole nine yards thank you guys for supporting us to all our fans and fanatics of the podcast truly appreciative of your support and to the new people the new fans that just found out about our podcast thank you for your support and thank you for clicking on there and supporting our podcast right your podcast and mine so that metal interview podcast on behalf of your friend james in texas in the u.s of a and don't forget to keep it metal That metal interview.